My name is Miles Morales. I'm the one and only Spider-Man. At least that's what I thought. You're like me. Hey everybody, welcome to the Year for Watches podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And to kick off our Spider-Man week in honor of Spider-Man Far From Home, which hit theaters last week, we are taking a look at Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, a film Ryan had never seen. Which is usually a theme, because I'm always one Spider-Man movie behind you guys. Yeah, so. we're going to get you caught up this time, though. Oh, I hope so. I hope. At some point. <laughs> at some yeah, point. At some point. It's, I mean, it's at the drive-ins with Men in Black, so... Ooh, that that, that like a good ta- combo that takes me back to like Spider Man One, which came out with Sp- with Men in Black Two. Like I remember seeing that at the drive-in. Oh, what a good combo! Yeah, it is. It would have been better for Men in Black One, but yeah. you know, two had its wibbly charms. wobbly, timey wimey. Um, so yeah, <laughs> uh, amazing. Uh, not amazing. Spider Man into Spider Verse uh, won the Oscar for Best Animated Picture. Just hit oh, Netflix. Man. Yeah, and I had seen it in theaters. I was late seeing it to theaters, though. I didn't see it until like the second week of January. Oh wow! And it was one of those things where I was like, "I we want to go," and it was, I was taking my brother for his Christmas present, and mm-hmm. with schedules and work, and because he has a job, and it's just like <laughs> he, he's my little brother, so it, it, it makes sense for me to say he has a job. But yeah, he he should have a job. He's an adult. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, I still think of him as like eight. To yeah, be fair, I still think of like him I just hit- picture this like eight year old hitting okay. work. Okay, so I didn't know your brother when he was eight, but yeah. my wife's best friend's little brother. When I first met him, he was like in middle school, high school. Yeah. Now he's out of high school and has a kid and has another kid on the way if it hasn't been born already. And I still see him as the kid I first saw walking into the living room playing video games. Like, it's so weird. Uh-huh. Like, I talked about him like that. Like, it, I can't get that mental image out of my head, even though he's in his early 20s at this point. Yeah. Wow. So we ended up going seeing it in the like the second week of January. But we got to see it in theaters. And then, like at that point, we had already done our favorite movies of 2018. And then I, oh, yeah. I walked out of the theaters. And I was like... Uh, that list is invalid now. That's my favorite movie of 2018, even though I saw <laughs> it in 2019. Um, Devin, did you see this in theaters? Yeah, I saw it in theaters probably the day it came out. Oh, nice. I, I'm pretty sure it was like the day it came out. I was so excited for this movie. Uh, yeah, and and I think it did make my my top movies of 2018. Yeah, like it, I think that was on that list. It, it was, and I think yeah. we couldn't really talk about it much because I hadn't seen it and Ryan yeah. hadn't seen it. I don't want to ruin anything for you guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ryan, what did you think? Well, I really wanted to come on here and just like rake the movie for like five minutes and freak both of you out. But oh, I can't. Yeah. I can't. Like, this was amazing. I can't even begin. <laughs> like, so th- the movie started out um, with him explaining just peter parker explaining who he is and that's when it was like oh cool this is peter parker from like the original spider-man movies you know this is really cool yeah like toby mcguire yeah exactly the the, the toby mcguire spider-man and he gets into this happened that happened oh yeah and this happened but we don't talk about it and i just lost (laughs) it and so they go through and like there was so much of the movie that felt so familiar to me like it just it fit it fit Spider-Man. Like, even though it's a yeah. different character, it's a different upbringing, completely fits when it, I, it felt comfortable. Like, it didn't really feel like I was watching something new that was trying to push, like, a boundary or two. Yeah. Like, it, it felt normal. Um, and if you want to go through the movie step by step, I can hold back a little bit. I mean, we can. We can, we can get, just hit, like, beats of characters and okay. all of that. Yeah. But, um, Something that I'll get into later, um, that why I think the movie part of like 10% of the movie as to why I feel like it felt so comfortable watching, I'll get into once we get closer to the end. And it has to do with something of a picture I sent you guys in our group chat. Interesting. Okay. Last night. Huh. Oh, so you, do you think it's just because of the people involved with it then? I think it 
Right, well, let's let's just yeah. get it. Let's get yeah. into it. Let's yeah. get into it now. Yeah. So you sent us a picture, and I didn't know what it was. Okay. And it's the food generator it's, from. It's the food replicator, or the, or the phosphorus thing from, um, uh, cloudy with a chance of meatballs. It's the thing that the main character makes that that like flies up into the sky and causes all of the major problems in its town. Have you guys seen Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? I have not. No. Oh no. my God! You guys need to see Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Okay. Anyway, put it on the list, Alan. Okay. So, okay. So, the food replicator is what causes all of the problems. Okay. And that's very apparent from the beginning of the movie. So, me telling you that, and people who haven't seen it, I'm not spoiling anything for you. The food yeah. replicator is the problem. At towards the end of Into the Spider Verse, when everything's getting sucked back into the particle accelerator. Um, or collider, uh, the food replicator gets sucked in for for like a split second. This this thing gets sucked in, and the first because I watched it twice yesterday because I figured you did. Yeah, because when you sent that picture, I was like, he watched it again. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so so the first time I saw the movie, uh, I I I was I I caught it, like I caught the scene that like half a second when they show it gets sucked into the machine, and I'm like. Did I seriously just see what I thought I saw? Did we lose Devin? Okay. So the food replicator gets sucked in. And for that split second, I was like, did I just see? Did I just see that? Did they put the food, uh, this thing in it? And I didn't bother pausing or rewinding the first time because I was so wrapped up in like the storyline that I didn't want to like ruin the flow of it. So later that night, later last night, I went back and I decided to rewatch it again. And I started picking up on things that I thought I saw the first time. And then I got to that part. I'm like, okay, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not watching this for the first time. I'm going to rewind it. And I, you, because Netflix, you can go like, you know, like practically frame by frame by frame. Yeah. So I did that and I got it like right up on the screen. I'm like, yes. Like I screamed <laughs> and I actually scared my wife because she was like, what? Well, what's going on? I'm like, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so I took the picture and I sent it to you guys. Uh, and I didn't know that people who were involved with, with Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs was involved with this movie. Yeah. The oh, movie, I didn't know that either. The movie was written by um, Phil Lord. And Phil Lord and Chris Miller are a writing, producing duo. Mm-hmm. They did Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Okay. Oh, wow. So, They're also the guys who got fired from Solo. Oh, I got Are you. they really? So, yeah. Oh, yeah, they were weird. They were the directors of Solo before um, Ron Howard stepped in and took over. So within a year, they got fired from Solo, watched it flop and then won an Oscar for Spider-Man. I'd say it's a good year for them. So now getting back to that 10 percent. Now, that's what got me thinking about the whole cloudy of the chance of meatballs. And I realized that the reason why, like. 10% 10% of the reason why this movie felt so familiar was mm-hmm. the father-son aspect of this film mm-hmm. is a more realistic, toned-down version of two characters from Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. The main cop in town, like the lead police officer, the one that like yeah. is the main cop in town, that's the main character for that part of the movie, um, mm-hmm. is a black police officer who's a father mm-hmm. and has a son who he adores and loves. And he, Oh, and he's always talking about how much he loves his little son and how much he wants his son to have a better Aww. life than he did. And over like, and all of, um, and all of this stuff. And actually that's some of my favorite scenes from the first cloudy, of the chance of meatballs has to do with mm-hmm. that police officer and his son. And then I'm watching this movie and it didn't hit me that it's the same two characters just toned down to be more realistic yeah Aww. as in spider-man like you've got miles who is the son from cloudy with a chance uh-huh. of meatballs just grown up a little bit and the dad is just a lack is just a less comet you know re- ridiculous you know character but it's the same like he they're built the same just different animation it's really weird that's pretty cool though um, Maybe I, I need to see this movie. Yeah, well, it's on the list now, so we'll get to it yeah. eventually. Uh, Ryan Good. has other movies he wants us to watch first. 
Like, I think eventually we're going to finally cave and watch the one he's been bugging us to watch since the beginning. Are we going to do it? I think so. I think that's going to be next. Ah, good. Um, anyway. <laughs> okay. So how do we want to do this? Do we want to go through beats by beats? Do we want to talk about characters? Um, with the way that oh, I man. was with, with after watching this twice yesterday uh, i think going through its beats and going through its characters is going to be the easiest way to do it or else i'm going to be all over the place like i need structure yeah. with this film to talk okay. about it uh well i don't want to go through the whole plot because it, it's out well, there to watch and, yeah um let's just talk about miles's origin story okay uh this has got to be the second best spider-man origin story that i've seen on film first being second, toby, second yeah uh first being toby mcguire's like I, really yeah i think i think they got his origin down per- for P- for peter parker like uh-huh. i feel like his origin was definitely better than andrew garfield's oh i mean absolutely was but i think i'm just kind of i think it's like watching batman's parents die at this point yeah. i think i'm just kind of over peter parker's origin story yeah i mean i am too but i'm just saying that this is the second best like i'm gonna put this above andrew garfield's origin story yeah because okay yeah, because I mean, to, to Alan's point, and this may be where you're coming from, but this is definitely where like I I cite on you. But for yeah. but uh, for this reason is that the the, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man film, even though that was the origin story, and at that point, like if anybody knew superheroes or Marvel, you knew Spider-Man's origin story. It's simple, you know, yeah, it's right. simple and it's tragic, but it's it and it, it touches you. Because of how tragic it is. And I think that's why it sticks with yeah. people. But that was the first major motion picture film to depict it. You know, And I, to yeah. me, that's why it sticks. Because that yeah. was the first one I saw. So to you me, know, that's why that'll always be I'm, like I'm tip, saying, tip top. I, I'm going to take back what I just said. This is better than that origin story. Because in, the, in Miles' origin story, like that moment with Peter Parker, when he realizes, oh, you're like me. And yeah. they have that moment and then like Peter die. Like, he's about to die and he can't move. He's like, protect your identity. Don't let anyone know who you are. You can't trust anyone. He's uh-huh. got people everywhere. Like that just gets me every time. And Oh yeah. Like just rethinking it. Like just now is like, yeah, no, that's better than Tobey Maguire. Like, I love Tobey Maguire. I agree. And I think part of the reason I was so excited for this movie going into it, like when you get that origin story of, the peter parker spider-man and they have like the homages to the sam raimi movies with the train and the kiss and yeah. the car coming through the window like it's not toby mcguire's spider-man but it's like it's a multiverse so fixed points in time still happen <laughs> yeah um so i guess you talk about how much i i love that he was in his spider suit at dinner with mary jane i yes. like that part <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I like the way overall that this movie handles origin stories because you have a couple of Spider-Men that need their origin stories told in very broad strokes. And it very much takes a look, you guys get this approach to origin stories. Yeah. Yeah. Even though the whole thing's technically Miles Morales's like it's like you get it. We got bit by a spider and that's what's going on here. Every time it's like, okay, let's go through this one last time. (laughs) Yeah. Which I oh, my God, I love that. Um. Yeah, I also was not expecting the comic book feel to this movie. I was not yeah. expecting that. Like, I yeah. knew that there were voice bubbles and stuff, but I did not know when the pe- like when let's say pigeons were going to be pecking at his face. It was going to say peck, 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 peck over his head, <laughs> or when he was on the computer, like Spider Man was on the computer typing. It was going to clicky, clicky, click, click, like the that <laughs> like across the top. Yeah. Like, I wasn't expecting that type of stuff. Even or the, the frame changes. You even got the flip. Yeah. When they were yeah. web swinging, um, well, yeah, I think there's, I think part of the reason they did that style is why you have the Comics Code Authority seal of approval at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah, like that, that's different. Like you never see that. Yeah, no, I was, I was, I was actually confused by that when I first saw it. Yeah. Like I really was because I was totally distracted by just the animation and the music beats and the way that they took the images and made it feel like one of those like uh, visual like vocalizer things you put on your computer when you're playing music like oh yeah that thing like at the beginning like that really like i was more distracted by that but then when i saw like the like comic association i was like what yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a movie <laughs> well i mean this is one of those movies i feel like i could take any like still frame from this movie and make it art on my wall and it would be good 
Like yeah. I could pause it at almost any point and it'd be brilliant. I know, I've heard some people talk about like the art style when they saw it in theaters, they thought their projector was out of focus because there's a lot of stuff yeah. that's not in focus. And I, I can see that. And it's kind of yeah. confusing if it's a style choice or if it is just a technical issue in the theaters, but it's a, it's a style yeah. choice. It's a, it's a style choice. And I love it because they treat it like three, even though it's a, even though it's a 2d spectrum, they treat it like it's 3D mm-hmm. and they treat it like you're actually there looking because yeah. the scene where um, uh, the, the, and I'm just going to say this right out because with what they showed the Jewish Spider-Man, Peter B. Parker, Peter B. Parker. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Mazel Tov, he yeah. stepped on the glass. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. like I, I freaked out when I saw that cause I was so excited. I was like, Oh yes. Because they showed something so subtle to show such an important part about that character and who he is and how he identifies yeah. himself. And they did it for like, like a half second scene of him stamping on the glass at the wedding. And it's just like, it's one of those things that's striking. Like you, you get like 30% of who he is yeah. in a half a second. But anyway, I'll, yeah. there's so many parts of this movie like that that I reason why I love it. Hey, but okay, but yeah. okay, getting back to what originally was the whole thing about. Um, I completely thought, forgot where it was. Style, <laughs> style, 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 style. Oh, no. Okay, so when he was talking to Mary Jane at the benefit dinner, at yeah, uh, 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 at the top of the tower. They do the they do the thing where the camera angle is over Spider-Man's shoulder looking at Mary Jane. Just that classic, you know, like over the shoulder conversational shot. Yeah. shot. Yeah. 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 Spider-Man's back of his head and jawline was out of focus and Mary Jane was perfectly in focus because your focus is on her, not him. And I love that because it made you focus on her facial reactions. It made you more intent to what she was saying and how she was reacting to dealing with this really odd guy in a suit who's really overreacting about bread. <laughs> yeah. And it was it, just it was, it was a good like cinematic feel for yeah. like not like for a cartoon movie, I thought. Yeah. Um Yeah, it, it's definitely the best Sony produced Spider-Man since the early 2000s. I agree. Absolutely. Um, it didn't have Kevin Feige's name on it. I don't um, I, I, okay he, 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 the one thing about like halfway through I got really mad because I was thinking to myself Sony did this yeah this Sony did did this they got bought out by Disney <clears throat> Sony has always had a weird relationship with animated films mm-hmm. fighting against Disney uh fighting against disney they opened up their own yeah. studios a bunch yeah. of times they've always folded even though they've made some of my favorite animated movies have come from the sony animated departments yeah um but like it, it, who at sony is constantly preventing this type of stuff from being made because this was perfect unless it was lightning in a bottle for them I, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to speculate a little bit. So, do it. Amazing Spider-Man Two came out. Yeah, and that yeah. flopped. It's horrible. I've only seen it once, and I don't want to see it again. The only yeah, good thing about fine. that movie is Hans Zimmer's score. Um, that flopped, and then that started the tra- chain reaction of, we're going to bring Spider-Man into the MCU. We're going to like, yeah the let Marvel Studios have their their run of movies with Peter Parker in the MCU with Iron Man and Captain America. Mm-hmm. And around the same time, Sony was like, okay, they have Peter Parker for live action. We're going to do our own animated movie. We're going to do a Miles yeah. Morales. We're going to get these people involved. I think they gave the people involved, Lord and Miller, more creative control than they did Mark Webb. I think yeah. when, when uh, Mark Webb did Amazing Spider-Man, <coughs> I think they were pushing him towards like, okay, now you have to set up the Sinister Six because that's what's coming next. Oh. Uh, because that, that, that explains a lot of what's wrong with that movie. It uh, really does, though. They mess up the Green Goblin twice mm-hmm. in <laughs> one movie. Um, <laughs> they waste Paul Giamatti as the Rhino. They do, though. And 
Electro's good. Like I, I if that movie was just Electro, like it would have been fine. Yeah. They they made the same mistakes they made with Spider Man three and Amazing Spider Man two. They just skipped a movie and got to that point. Yeah. Um, like I like at the end of that movie, spoilers. Like I don't even care that Gwen Stacy died. Like I like, and that's such a shame because that's such a pivotal part of the comics. And that movie is like, there's a different version of that movie out there that I'm sure we'll see at some point because Mary Jane Watson was supposed to be in that movie. And Peter Parker has a scene with his dad at a, in, on a park bench that was supposed what? to be in the movie. Yeah. Like that movie. Ew. I don't know what that movie was supposed to be, but it's not what we got. I mean, you've heard mm. the, oh no, that's Spider-Man or no, you've heard like the Spider-Man three stuff, right? Where like they like come up with like a serum that brings like like Gwen Stacy's dad back to life or something. No. Like the rumors for what the third one was going to be? No. Yeah, like was it Dennis Leary who played the dad? Yeah. Uh the third one was supposed to be like someone invented a serum that brought the dead back to life. So of course Peter wants to use it on Gwen Stacy, but they bring back Captain Stacy and there's like this whole like plot with it. I don't it sounded awful and like if that's really where it was going, thank God it died. Yeah. Yeah. And instead we have Spider-Man Homecoming, which I'm completely fine with. I oh love, my God. Me I too. love that movie. Okay. So um, I've never seen The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Okay. I don't believe so anyway. Yeah. You're better off. Yeah. yeah. So so there's that. But um, but I'm, talk, I'm, talking about Gwen Stacy, though. Yes. If we want to, do we want to talk more about Peter B. Parker or do we want to jump to Gwen Stacy? Let's talk about Gwen Stacy because we brought her up. Yeah. Um, I I really like Gwen Stacy in this movie. Like, this is the best representation of Gwen Stacy that we've seen. Emma Stone was okay. Like, I liked her in the first one. Like, that was really her character. The second one, it it just didn't feel like Gwen Stacy. This one, I like this take on Gwen Stacy where she she -hmm. gets bitten by the spider and. Peter's the one who dies. Like I like, yeah, I like that. That's the so for people that don't really read the comics, and I'm one of them. I know that there's a Gwen Stacy comics. Yeah, I know. Uh. I know that it's been out for a while because, to be perfectly honest, I find the Gwen Stacy Spider Woman costume to be really the best Mm -hmm. out of all of. So cool. Out of the standard original costumes, not, and I'm just taking the normal Spider-Man red and blue costume, yeah. Venom's black and white costume, like all of the standard costumes. I like Gwen Stacy's Spider-Woman costume the best because I love the hood. I love the hood yeah, aspect yep. to it. You know why it's the best? <clears throat> It's because Peter Parker does not have a fashion degree. <laughs> like, yeah, no, he doesn't. No, he, he does not. He does not. And and uh. was um so I that's one thing that stood out to me as somebody who doesn't read the comics, but like I know enough yeah. to like know that these yeah people exist. Yeah, it's a yeah. multiverse thing with, yeah. in the comics. Like, yeah. There's a universe where Peter Parker didn't get bitten by the spider, it was her. Yeah. I think it has to do with like the Marvel what ifs. Like what if when yeah. Stacy got bit by the spider? And then it just turned into like a yeah. whole multiverse thing because it's they were so thing. popular. Um but I absolutely like I loved um oh, what's her name? The actress we were just talking about. The one who played Gwen Stacy in the Emma live action. Stone. Emma, Stone. Emma Stone. I love Emma Stone. I love almost everything that she's ever been in. I thought mm-hmm. she was great for Gwen Stacy. Now, I didn't see the second one, so I can't yeah. even talk on that <laughs> one. But I like the fact that she nailed it the first time. Yeah. Or that they gave her the capability of nailing it the first time. Um, but this Gwen Stacy, even though it's animated, was great. And oh, yeah. I, I, and I've never really had any experience with like Spider-Gwen. in a sense so like her attitude or personality i had no idea about and even though like devin said like everybody knows how the spider-man origin story happens so even if you change it up a little bit you still have a ground to work on so you can understand how things go yeah and so when they went through her telling her story about how she like got in a band like I was like, okay, I didn't know that, but that makes sense. If you have these yeah. abilities to be like a spider person, playing an instrument like the drums would actually make sense, especially if she has a dancing background, which means that she knows her body really well and she mm-hmm. knows her like space because she knows how much space to work in because of because of dancing. She just she's aware of that. And then yeah. um 
it seemed like part of her abilities was that she could process faster than the other ones. It seemed like it, yeah. She's a little I, smart, like not smarter, not the but spider like a sense, little quicker. Like that wouldn't be quicker, but like it, it seemed like her mental capacity ran a little bit faster than everybody else. Well, I think because yeah. she's smart, like she's yeah. young, she's the genius that she that Gwen Stacy was in the comics. Yeah. yeah. Um, Peter B. Parker's not on the top of his game, and Miles is still adjusting to everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just that she's the one that's in her prime. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that would definitely make sense. But um, so of those three, yeah. Like I, I, I can't really. We, we I can't, can't speak that, for the other ones because they weren't in it. Right. Not in his prime because. Yeah, I, I got you. <laughs> who I got knows? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Um, so it just, I loved her origin. I also love the fact that she was like, I swore off friends. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I just want to make sure that nobody else dies. That nobody else has to go through what I did with Peter. That's why I do what I do. Yeah. The, Screw everybody. Yeah. Like the, I love that. The only thing that's weird about Quiet Stacy in this movie is they kind of just like yada yada the fact that she's been there a week longer than everyone else. Oh yeah. That's the only weird thing that I that that's the only complaint I have about this movie. Like that makes no sense, but okay, I'm a, she needed to be there early, so they're like, Okay, we're gonna put her there early. Well like, actually yeah. after watching I don't really know a lot about I don't really know a lot about quantum physics. I probably know less than what they depicted Black Widow knowing in Endgame when she said I know enough to carry on a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I know probably a little bit less than that. I've watched one documentary on uh, on Discovery Channel back when quantum physics started becoming like a a, a thing. In the more like modern, like the past 15 years, I saw one probably in like, I don't know, 2008, 2007, right before Discovery Channel started going down the pipeline. Um, And then uh, there was a like a small little thing I read one night on Wikipedia that I Mm -hmm. remember like 5% of what I read. And then uh, the quantum like theory from uh, uh, I never saw the movie, but the one where they have to go to a different planet to find a. uh, a planet for humanity to live on. Interstellar. I never saw it, but you I never saw Interstellar. Oh, fuck, that's going yeah. to the list. I, I never oh, saw that, Interstellar. That's, that's a good one. So there's that, and then end, and then Endgame, and then this movie. So uh-huh. from my like very limited knowledge of quantum theory, her going back in time still fits with it because of what they explained in Endgame. Maybe really. It does, because remember, going through the quantum realm, you can wind up going backwards in time. I don't know about forwards, but definitely backwards, because that's how they were able to do everything. They shrunk themselves down to the quantum realm, and they were able to go I... through the holes, because 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 the one thing that I do absolutely know that is fact about the whole quantum theory thing, and Einstein was one of the ones that actually got this to, like, f- figured out that this worked, and then... Hawkins was the one that actually like kind of got the math down yeah was that uh-huh. if you go down small enough and I'm talking mm-hmm. extremely extremely small like down to the quantum realm that they were talking about in Ant-Man you will find hundreds and millions of tiny little black holes that are constantly open and close around us that are flowing uh-huh. through us that are around us 100% of the time but they're so small that we don't really it doesn't really affect us because they don't suck anything in yeah. but if you can get one and hold one, these black holes should, because the only way that they can exist is it, it has to do something with like matter and, and relativ- uh, relativity and physics yeah. as we know it. There has to be two uh-huh. ends to it. So if you go through it, you can wind up coming out somewhere else at a different time. Okay. So, I mean... Physics I is did, weird. Yeah. Yeah, physics is weird. I'm just trying to say that they didn't really explain it that well in the movie <laughs> it's, a, it's a minor complaint but you know what ryan did a bang up job yeah. good job I'm, ryan I'm trying like 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 i saw that and i heard it and i'm like okay that makes sense because i got all this stuff in the back of my head that i can like, yeah yeah so yeah good for you for bringing endgame into this one too i was like that's ah, not a whole other thing yeah <laughs> um so what do we think of miles and gwen's interactions like, oh before? i thought they were great 
Oh, I liked it. I thought it was perfect. Because as a middle schooler, to be perfectly honest, if I had a girl that looked like that who was trying to talk to me, I'd be like, why am I sweating so bad? <laughs> um, <laughs> to be perfectly the, honest. The shoulder touch, though. That's oh, like that was my favorite. Oh, I've, got, I've got a story about the shoulder touch. So, oh, tell me. Okay. So we're going to go back to Easter weekend. Um, I bought this movie for my now three-year-old niece. Aww. And since then, she has watched this movie almost every day. <laughs> so last, she was in town last weekend and she was sitting with us at breakfast at the local diner. And she would just go up to everyone, put her hand on their shoulder and be like, hey. Oh, and my then, God. And then I was like, no, 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 no. Hey. And we just kept doing it for about five minutes. It was the most adorable thing <gasps> ever. So and cute. I loved it. Which I, love that. I absolutely love that scene in the movie. It was just one of those things where, uh, first off, the first, th- this is what I meant about me being all over the place. Yeah. One of my favorite things about this movie, every part of this movie is one of my favorites. So I'll just get that yeah. out right now. <laughs> Good. For, when it comes to music, I loved this. I am yeah. so much more, I'll, I'll fully admit, I am a rock, punk, alternative rock person it's just it's music i gravitate to but i love edm and i love that type of feel of music just the bass pumps and the different things people can do and the auto-tune voices i like it i'm not gonna lie um and i love what hip-hop is turning into i don't know any of the modern rappers names i don't know any of the producers like i used to like my hip-hop knowledge is back with jay-z kanye west and like late 90s early millennium like that's what i know and this movie, everything about the music was amazing, and they made it fit. I loved the fact that when he was going to his uncle's house, they put on uh, uh, B.I.G., and you had that yeah. like early 90s hip-hop as he's going through New York, going to his uncle's house, yeah. and he gets to his uncle's house, and they have that moment of like... You know, like, hey, you know, like my nephew's got to have game. And, you know, are are you truly part of this family? And that whole interaction on the couch. And I was thinking to myself at at that moment, I'm going, this is a Spider-Man story. It's either going to be his dad or his uncle. And it was just going back and my forth with every scene that he had an interaction with, with his dad or his uncle. I I almost had a point scale of who was going to die. Yeah. Just because, <laughs> I mean, it's Spider-Man. So, I mean, but that scene on the couch, it was like, there was like the mental image of me at the chalkboard that was putting like notches, like underneath oh, yeah. the uncle and the dad. Like the dad already had maybe like three strikes against him. And I knew that they brought up the uncle at one point. So when, when he saw the uncle and they had that scene with them doing the shoulder touch back and forth, like he was trying to teach his son how to have game, yeah. like my intel image was just like one, two, three, yeah. four, five, <laughs> six, seven. Yeah. Like it was so many more notches just from that one scene. And yeah. then they go into the subway or that abandoned room and they put on like he first off, he has a classic boom box. Oh, I wish I had one of those so bad. Yeah. And they put on the mixtape and i love how they played i love how they did that mix to where they showed that like they listened to the entire tape they listened to that entire tape because there's like four or five classic hip-hop songs in that mix yeah and it fit and the way that it was it was a music video the first like the first half of this movie prior to him develop you know like getting his powers and having that freak out with gwen stacy like it's a giant music video as far as I'm concerned. And I loved it. Yeah. It be- was great. That's because Sony has yeah. a records division and they have to cr- like synergy. Like they need to get that stuff out there. This, <laughs> I, 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 I know, but this is what Sony needs to focus on. Like this is what they were good at, but you know, they no longer can because they're owned by Disney. But Disney needs to no, look. Disney doesn't own Sony. Oh, I thought they. No, hang on. They bought the rights. They, they made a deal to let them use Spider-Man in five movies six oh movies. so sony still owns spider-man though sony still owns spider-man so okay so Mar- marvel studios <clears throat> has creative control of the spider-man movies but yeah. disney does not distribute the movies sony does columbia pictures does so really so in the news when they were saying disney bought out sony disney didn't buy out sony. oh i'm thinking they of they fox bought, they bought out fox i'm thinking of fox i uh, totally okay so yeah 
re- 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 rewinding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but no, so, it's yeah. important to say that yeah. D- Disney doesn't get money for the Spider-Man movies. Like, if Spider-Man breaks all the box office records and outdoes Endgame, which it won't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if it that's did, going to Sony. That's going to Sony. Like, yeah. Disney. Oh, maybe weird. Sees, Disney maybe sees a little bit of it, but they like back like all the all the profits go to Sony. No way. Yeah. Which shows that they're that. doing this because people want it. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that they're going to keep that deal because people like this Spider-Man. Yeah, so and it's a good deal. And from the sound of it, we're going to be seeing Tom Hardy cross over into that Spider-Man, so we'll see. Yeah. So What? Yeah, we'll get into that later. Um, oh, but, no. Um, okay, going like, back to yeah. the uncle thing. Yeah. Um, watching this movie and knowing that my niece loves it so much... I, I turned to my wife at one point. I was like, oh my God. Lily probably thinks I'm the bad guy. Oh, no. Because <laughs> I'm her own. Oh. Um, yeah, no, that, that part was cool. The problem was I nailed it. Yeah. Um, I nailed that it was his uncle uh, when he was in his uncle's apartment writing the letter and they showed Prowler walk by. Because the only way they're going to show any villain oh. if he's somewhere is if the villain's going to be going to where he is or attacking him. And as soon as they showed the Priler walk by the window, I'm like, that's his uncle. Simply because his uncle disappeared. He was going to be gone for a few yeah. days. As soon as he disappeared, all this stuff started happening. He goes back to his uncle's apartment and it's empty. And there's no reason for the Prowler to really be following Spider-Man because it's not really, he's not that real of a threat. It's just a kid. Um, So when he was sitting there writing the letter and the Prowler shows up, I'm like, oh, that's his uncle. And I was so happy when that was like revealed because to quote the film itself with the Dick Tracy Spider-Man, which that's what I'm going to call him. I don't care what his actual name is. Nick Cage. Uh, sure. Yeah. So the, yeah, <laughs> the, the Dick Tracy Spider-Man. Um, uh, he said, that's one hardcore origin story. Yeah. And then even the robot yeah. gives him a nasty look for saying it. <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh my God. There, and there's so, and, and there's so many little things about this movie that I absolutely love. And it's in the details. And yeah. I want to know what your guys' favorite, like, fine detail part is because mine is when he's running away from prowler and he causes that uh, accident between the box truck uh the the box truck the taxi cab and there's another vehicle involved and yeah when he's swinging through and turns around and looks at prowler and you can see prowler's face between all three vehicles mangled up uh, yeah you can see the airbag has gone off in the face of the taxi cab driver the taxi cab driver is forward, face planted into the airbag, and the airbag is out, and the side window is getting blown out. That detail, I I that. they didn't need to do that. They did not need to animate that far into this film to make it work, and they did. And yeah. I love it, because I'm going to be watching this movie frame by frame for the next three months, picking up oh, everything. <laughs> because there's also... Because there's also... He has a poster of Vision in his bedroom. Really? Really? Yeah. Miles has a poster of Vision. Uh, above his like little stencil desk where, where, yeah. uh, where he does his stickers, if you look up, there's a ton of posters. Well, the poster that's originally on the wall, that's like a size of a normal poster, has like mm. the feet, has like the feet just below the knee sticking out, mm. and an arm from like just the elbow down. It's Vision. Okay. Oh wow. It's it's cool. vision it's vision's costume from I believe it's I believe it's from the comic book, but what uh-huh. what got it to me was the colors. Like it's 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 vision's yeah. suit. Okay. It's vision's Is it like cape. the white yellow get up? No, it's uh it, it's not white and yellow, but it, it's it's more based off of the, the MCU movies, I believe. But it's it's vision. Got okay. it. I think really my cool. I think my favorite detail is just a lot of the yeah, we're in the alternate reality stuff. So, like, Google's not called Google. It's called uh, Handshake. Which oh, yeah. Before, uh, the NYPD is PDNY. Like, just little things that show you. Yeah, a this little. is a different. Like, it's a little bit of a twist on this dimension. Uh, Doc Ock being a woman. Like, I, oh, really, I, love, I that. love that twist. Um, and, like, all, like, 
every time you see her in like the uh the flashes of like this is the plan like her henchmen look like the actual doc ock like the yep. the bowl cut the goggles yeah um yeah, I think that's my favorite. Like, just all the details of yeah, this is a different reality. Um, yeah, those were cool because they're cool to like look in the background of. And also, it bugged me, I think, a little bit because isn't the handshake one in Miles's universe? Yes. And it's not called Google, and Google is in the first Peter Parker's universe. And I think it bothered me a little bit that the movie wasn't taking place primarily in my universe. And like, hang on, I don't know. Okay. Well, hang the on. first Peter Parker is in confused. Miles. The first, yeah, no, no, you're right. First Peter Parker's in Miles, but isn't that the one where Google is called Handshake? Yes. Yeah, and I think that's why I got, I was bothered because I was like, no, 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 this needs to be my universe. I yeah, but I, I feel like every other Spider-Man movie is in our universe. That's true. So we can have another one. Honestly, I feel like Peter B. Parker is from our universe because it is. I identify. Yeah, it seems like it. I identify with that peter parker way too much oh my god me too <laughs> well that's because we're all practically the age that he is now well yeah. i am yeah a little 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 paunch yeah i mean so no just oh, like ahead. if i was gonna cosplay as spider-man i'd be that one because i can get away with it this movie yeah. gives every we're all out of shape I'm saying that right now yeah. This gives every older male who's a little bit out of shape or out of shape a uh-huh. actual canon Spider-Man to cosplay correctly. Yes. And not be ashamed of a little bit of a beer gut. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because you're allowed to be him. And I'm get, allowed to be Peter B. Parker. And gives you the excuse of wearing sweatpants in public. With and a Spider-Man yeah, shirt. Does. Yeah. With a Spider-Man, oh, no, I love I, it. I, if I if I did it, I'd go full on Spider-Man suit with the tights and then just sweatpants. That oh, would man. be amazing. That's what I would do. Barefoot. That's a good barefoot. look. Yeah, barefoot. Because um, there's yeah, no way I can to. wear Not, a Converse and a Tim. Peter B. Parker is the first time since like the first Spider-Man that I've identified with Peter Parker as a character. Like, because yeah. I, I was at that age, like middle school, like puberty and all that so that, like the first spider-man movie like really spoke to me because it's like oh, yeah. about like changes and all of that so i always love the first two toby mcguire movies um for that reason and then like tom holland is like yeah i'm not that young so i don't really identify yeah. this is just fun to watch peter b parker like yeah like i just that that's there that's me um, I'm not Jewish, but that's the rest me. of it, man. You <laughs> yeah, got like, it. it was just it was it was yeah. perfect. Like it, it was it was yeah. one of those things that I they really incorporated everybody. Like anybody who watches this movie, well, not anybody, almost everybody who watches anybody this movie can, can find themselves. Yeah, anybody can be yeah. Spider Man. That's the whole point of this whole thing. Yeah, like I I, yeah. I I absolutely loved it. My favorite line. I mean, if anybody out there has called anybody a turtle slapper, you have you can find yourself in this <laughs> <Yeah>. movie. <laughs> All right, um, Devin, what are your thoughts? I feel like you you've oh, really I mean, been quiet a lot. I mean, a I loved everything about this movie. Probably one of the my favorite parts of it were the villain designs because yes. they weren't yeah. standard, especially Scorpion. Like, oh, what a dark, gritty, cool way to take that character. And like, I just, I think they kind of knocked it out of the park. Um, I have a few issues with the Kingpin's design, mostly logistically, because <laughs> the whole time I'm like, how does he fit through doors? <laughs> how like, does he fit in a fine. car? Like, aside from that, like, I think the villain design was amazing. And then you guys were talking a little bit about the whole technical parts that you like, the little baby parts. The part I love the most is the quantum stuff. Like whenever like the timelines would start merging and that little like machine, that big machine would turn on uh, the things that they use to represent like time being weird. I think they're called Ben day dots, but like definitely like look that up afterwards. I'm not touching my computer anymore. Um, But (laughs) They're the old way that comic books used to be styled. Yeah. Where they yeah, like the had those little dots. To, and I thought that was such a cool thing. Like yeah. seeing that in a movie and seeing that in like in a movie well, I thought was so amazing. 
I feel like they've been done in movies before, like in opening sequences, but not to the point, like not to the extent that they are in this. Like, right. Are, the whole st- comic book style aspect really adds another layer to this movie. Well, they, oh my God, yeah. they definitely showed the history of comic books with the art design of this movie, too, yeah. because that was one of the first things that struck me when he was at his desk and he was yeah. drawing the like stickers at first and he's singing along to the song and you saw the little like shade lines from like a colored pencil like in yeah. like certain aspects of like when you turn his head and you've got like the bridges for the nose and how that would change depending on this. Mm. Like I'm looking at it going, oh, my like. This is amazing. I feel like I'm looking at like a live action comic book, which is this is that this was like this to me isn't live action as an in the flesh. It's a live action comic book. They took a comic book and made it animated. Devin, just like you said, you could probably every three seconds or one one still from every shot you could pull and just add the text and you could make this a comic book just by pulling the stills from this movie. Oh, absolutely. You could get wall art. Well, like, that yeah. too. I mean, I'm just—you could do anything with this, and with the whole dot thing, like you were saying, they were using that aspect in, like, uh, uh, I think we considered modern art. Like, they—they yeah. they were doing that uh, in like the 50s and the 60s. Yeah. They were using that that technique for paintings. Mm-hmm. All right. But I mean, like uh, that shot of him like falling, but not falling, where they reverse the camera and he's like falling up into the city. Oh my gosh! If I could have that on every wall of my house, yeah, I would be the happiest. I mean, that's that's the poster for the movie, isn't it? It's so good, and the um, song that they put with it made what it up, even what up better. Yeah, it made yeah. it even better. I mean, I'm man, I really like the soundtrack for this. This kind of music's not my go-to, but I mm-hmm. really enjoyed this soundtrack. Like, I like I never thought I'd like a Post Malone song just from looking at pictures of him on the internet. But I like, <laughs> <laughs> I like sunflower. Uh, um, you are his sunflower. I learned something about the the what up danger scene, like his leap of faith. Um, and this was confirmed by the directors. Uh-huh. Um, when he jumps off and the glass shatters, do you know why the glass shatters? No, his hands were still stuck to it. Oh, that's so freaking clever! I hate that. I yeah, don't hate it. I so, love it. So he's but... still terrified. And it just adds more than just knowing that. Like he's still terrified, but he still does it. Like yeah. so I'm gonna watch this movie tonight again. Yeah. Just because of that I think now. I am too. Um I heard that on that scene too, they animate him differently. Where they animate him more smoother. I think it's called like on the twos. Yeah. They animate him, whereas when the first time he was learning to swing, they animated him on the threes. Mm-hmm. because now he looks more fluid and he looks like it's going to be a smoother animation because he's coming into his his powers and stuff like that. And I think that's so cool. Like, damn it, movie, stop being so consistently clever. Yeah. And this, again, this is just goes to my point is I really wish that who, whoever is backing at Sony, these animated films that come out every now and then that are just like lightning in a bottle, like it, I, they just need to do... Whatever the formula is that makes these movies happen, they just need to do. I think they're. I think they are sticking to that idea though, because they just announced a new animated feature last week that oh. sounds amazing. So you guys, re- you guys ever hear of Flash Gordon? Yeah, of course. What they're doing? You're doing a Flash... Flash Gordon? Yes, they're doing an animated Flash Gordon, and guess who's <gasps> going to be d- behind it? Who? Taika Waititi from Thor Ragnarok. No shit. Yeah. Okay. So all right, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, I'm on board. Like, all they need to do is make sure that they use the Queen music, and I'm all set. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> and it's Taika uh, Waititi. I'm pretty sure they will. Like, oh yeah, of course. Um. Dang. So yeah, I, I I think we're gonna see more good animation come out of Sony. Like they've got they've got an Oscar now, so they're gonna yeah they're gonna they're gonna run with it. They're gonna they're gonna beat this formula to death. Um, okay, we got a lot more Spider Man to talk about. Um, ah. so real quick, there's such on Aunt May. What do you guys think, think of Aunt May in this? I loved Aunt She's May perfect. in this. Yeah. Who, who, she sounded really familiar. Lily Tomlin. Who, okay, movies. I need uh, to face. Nine to five. Um, oh, you know her if you saw her. Does she have kind of a long face? Yes. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. She's on that Grace and Frankie show on Netflix. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, I know exactly what you're it. talking about now. Okay. Okay. 
Um, yeah. yeah, that was perfect. Like to me, yeah. her like character, like her like characters, like the nailed scene that she did in that character was when she was waiting for Miles to come back, and yeah. she said something. It was took like, you long enough. Yeah. Take a long like that scene. Like that's their Aunt May. I like, mean, <laughs> I also yeah. like it's a small moment, and they don't really hit on it that much. But the moment where they go to her house. And like Peter's aunt, Peter B. Parker's Aunt May is dead. Yeah. Her Peter Parker is dead. They don't touch on it too much, but you can still tell that there's love there. Like it's it's Good awkward moment. for both of them, but it, it's a nice moment. Like I love that yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's like, come with me. And she's all badass. <laughs> I like the idea of not helpless Aunt May. Yeah. Like I, I think we've seen a lot of different versions of Aunt May. I think the Tobey Maguire one is more like helpless old lady, which like I don't know if I love for her character. But then like in the Tom Holland ones, it's Aunt May the Fox. Which and I'm like, not to be honest, I'm not a big fan of that. I'm the, really not. Eh. It makes it awkward for me. I mean Because I like this Aunt May. I like I like this Aunt this is my Aunt May. I like, like the Aunt May that could be Batman's butler. Like she is like she could definitely be that role like that to me is i mean we're all forgetting about the sally field um nurse aunt may (laughs) yeah that never happened yeah sorry um they (laughs) almost gave her a spinoff what Um, but real quick just to touch on something you said devin uh the toby mcguire aunt may is not helpless she she helps defeat doc ock when he kidnaps her she whacks Gosh, him with the umbrella to save Spider-Man. Oh, I sit corrected. Thanks, <laughs> Alan. <laughs> I just watched Spider-Man 2.1. Uh, Did so, you really? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's Really? It's, I had never seen 2.1 before. It I adds so much. Um, Shit. Yeah, I have to watch this. We might have to do a, a mini bonus episode after this and talk about it. Okay. Um, I'm I'm, I'm Because I, I want to finish talking about Spider, Spider-Man. <laughs> okay. So we didn't touch much on the other Spider-Man. So we got Spider-Man Noir, mm-hmm. voiced by Nick Cage. And <sighs> I love how Nick Cage is just doing random voices in animated superhero movies now. He was Superman. He got castles and to pay for, man. Yeah. He, he was Spy- Superman and Teen Titans go to the movies. He's Spider-Man Noir here. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I I think my niece knows uh, Nick Cage just by his voice in these movies alone. Good. The younger generation yeah. needs some Nicolas Cage in their life. Uh, without there, the crazy faces. That's <laughs> okay. There's oh, Penny man. Parker and her spider robot. They were cool. I think it was sad the spider robot died, but like, I think a lot of these other Spider-Man didn't get as much of an arc as the other three, but they yeah. were still cool. Well, they didn't really need the arc that much. They, they were did. just there for numbers. Yeah. yeah. And for comic relief, like Spider-Ham, voiced by John uh, Mulaney. <laughs> it never makes me not happy. It's never the best part of my day to see him be Spider-Ham. Yes. His, that casting is perfect because I love his stand-up. And I feel like I've made yep. you watch his stand-up mm-hmm. occasionally. Um, he's fantastic. Um, I like Penny. I like Penny too. I like Penny. That's, there's a side like I'm not like in into anime. There are some anime mm-hmm. series that I like, but I'm not like uh, like I crazy like, about it. But yeah. I I love the fact that they incorporated that art style, yeah, and I, I love the fact that they incorporated that genre into it. I I just like yes. that they use the other Spider those three Spider Mans to incorporate different styles of animation. So you mm-hmm. got the black and white with Noir. Yep. You got the anime with uh, Penny Parker, and then you have the Looney Tunes with with uh, Porky Pig. Can he legally much. say that? <laughs> I, oh, I love that line. Um, also, the the freaking like running joke of Spider Man Noir with a Rubik's cube is like one of my favorites. <laughs> and then at the end, he's showing it to everyone in his world. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Oh man. So we touched on the Kingpin's design. Do we want to see a live action Kingpin versus Spider-Man movie? No. Sorry. No. no. Really? I don't think Kingpin. I think um, Vince D'Onofrio played the best version of Kingpin. But I don't think he's aside from like that part of it and this part of him. 
I don't think he's a compelling character. I think he's a stand-in for big money and capitalism, and I think that that's been done before. Hashtag not my Spider-Man. Okay. See, I I just think of the Spider-Man cartoon from the '90s where he was like the big guy behind all of the the everything tech, everything that was fighting Spider-Man. So yeah. Scorpion and all of that. Um, there's I have an image in my head and I cannot remember what movie it is in, but the actor who played the big guy in Green Mile. Oh, uh, Michael Clark Duncan. You're thinking of Daredevil with Ben Affleck. Yeah, you're thinking of Daredevil. Okay, that to me is my favorite depiction of Kingpin. To be okay. perfectly have honest, you, have you seen Daredevil on Netflix? Yeah, I have, okay. and he creeps me out. Like, yeah. Here's the thing: I liked the version of Kingpin from Daredevil as yeah. a live action. I loved the depiction of Kingpin in animation from Spider-Man. The depiction of Kingpin from the Daredevil TV show, that's honestly mm-hmm. where I lost that show. Because... Oh, wow. And in this, like... The Kingpin sh- is, should have everything. Material-wise, money-wise, he should have it all. His family life should always be in disarray. And that's what they showed in Spider-Man and uh, in the Spider-Man film. And I like that. Yeah. What I didn't like was the full-on insecurities they showed in the Daredevil TV show about him and dating and the girl that he liked. Like that just it just went off the because because of how vicious he can be. Yeah. Even though, to be perfectly honest, in the real world, that kind of goes hand in hand. Sometimes the people who are the most vicious and violent have the biggest want to have that connection with somebody else. So I get that in reality, but for something like a TV show, it it doesn't, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. And that's where that show kind of fell off the rails on me. I get it. I, I think for that show, it's more of just his origin story. Like I think they yeah. they were building towards, and they do it more in the uh, third season where he's the mastermind oh. behind everything. Yeah. And oh. like, Bringing him back for the third season really helped that show because season two felt like it was missing something without him. Yeah, um, I would love to see him in like it, keep going in the MCU as Kingpin, even if it's not against Spider-Man. Maybe if, maybe if it was just like a team up, like one off with Daredevil where they have to fight him together. Like I would love that. Don't think it's going to happen, but um, yeah. So let's talk about sequels because they're going to sequel sequelize the shit out of this movie. What do you guys? Are they? To, what do you guys want to see? Oh yeah, they're already talking about like spinoffs for uh, like the Spider Man, like a Spider Ham cartoon series, and son of a bitch, I'd watch the hell out of that. So what do you guys? What do you guys want to see in a Spider Verse two? I want to see them pick up right where this movie left off, and I'm not yeah. talking about the scene after the credits. Oh, you're <laughs> not. I am. I want to see I'm, that. I want to. Okay, so you're talking about Gwen coming back to get Miles. If they're going to sequel the crap out of this, this is what I yeah. want. I want a movie where Gwen comes back and gets Miles to help out with something in her timeline, in okay. her like universe, and then and then Miles having to deal with the glitches. Okay, like okay. that's what I want to see for that. I also want to see what the hell that last scene was about at the end yeah. of the, the, the credits. Okay. Um, maybe not since they already did the whole look we're just going to recreate a spider-man meme like they can leave that out of the movie (laughs) and they can use this as like a template here's what what i think that last scene means so you got spider-man 2099 traveling through time voiced by oscar isaac is that who that is yeah that's oscar isaac Oh, uh, I saw that he was in the movie when I was looking at the IMDb cast before, and he's listed as interesting person number two. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he travels back. And he's like, okay, time time to go back to where it all began. So he goes back to the Spider-Man cartoon. I think he's going back and collecting all the Spider-Mans from pop culture. So I think That's the next one, like. I think the next one's going to have Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland. Oh my god! I think that's where they're going because they almost did that in this one, and they stopped themselves. They, they did, didn't. Were they about to, they, to do that? They didn't want it to be too much. Yeah, they they really thought about it. Wow. Um. So I think we're gonna see that. I think 
that the sequel will at least have Tobey Maguire in it. Oh my god, I'd be so happy if they brought him yeah, back. I I would love if they brought him back. I also just want the voice actor from the '90s cartoon to show up as mm-hmm. one. Oh, that would be um, cool. Get Neil Patrick Harris. Get, get every Spider Man, every actor who has ever played Spider Man in the booth for like a five minute session, and have them I be forgot. at least like one line. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about Neil Patrick Harris. He did that that like CGI one, right? Yeah. Well, the I yeah, I mean, but it's so Spider Man was a twenty ninety nine twenty ninety nine yeah twenty ninety nine. It's a futuristic two nine nine nine, or just two zero nine nine two zero nine nine. Two zero nine nine. Okay, so like a hundred yeah. years in the future. Okay, so okay, now that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would love to see. I would also like to see them follow a storyline with Peter B. Parker just on his own. I would oh, like yeah. to see that, whether it be like just maybe like a an hour long one one off episode special where he fights like I like the like Rhino or something. Like, I think I, I would just like to see him or yeah. just, you know if, what? Go a different route. No action. Romantic comedy with Peter B. Parker, because that would be funny. That character lines himself up for romantic yeah. comedy. I oh, think, yeah. I think they'd be smart if, since they have all these Spider-Mans. If they did like uh, like shorts for all of them going into the next one, like pick up like where their stories left off, like touch on Peter B. Parker and do a romantic comedy type thing. Yeah. Do the they already did it for the Blu-ray, but there's a do another like Looney Tunes short with Spider-Ham and yeah, do a, a short anime thing with Penny Parker and her building a new robot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, just have I think that would be cage, cool. get drunk and start singing uh, Alanis Morissette. <laughs> 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 uh, Talking about Penny and the different art styles with like the different yeah. Like, people. Yeah. One thing I liked about those three was that they incorporated all, as much as they could from that genre, from that art style into those characters. Like with Noir, mm-hmm. they did the whole like him talking like an inner monologue and like the way that he would present himself, the way that he walked and even the camera angles on him like were 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 great to that 1920s, 1930s, like d- detective type like style. And then with Penny, like the robot, her being inside of it goes back to like Gundam Wing, Neon Genesis, oh, yeah. the 1970s um, well, I mean, Japanese Spider-Man cart, like yeah, that live action show that and Spider-Man, then, yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, not just that, but that robot looks a lot like some of the robots from uh, from uh, Ghost in the Shell, the animated series. Yeah. So yeah, that, like there was just that, and then you've got um, the the Spider Ham, which they did that line at the end. You know, whatever, folks, and then like, can you legally say yeah. that? Like, it's just there's so much about this movie that I could just Nick paid. Like, I I could positively on a I could positively nitpick this movie apart, and as in positively meaning all of my nitpicking would be positive. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, also, like to your point, like Penny is not the only anime version of Spider-Man that's ever come out. They had like a run in the late early 2000s called like Spider-Clan that I got really into, but I think this was a much better choice to represent that anime art style. I think she's a more interesting character than Spider-Clan Spider-Man is, and I just think that I don't know, I think it it represents the genre better like you said with like the Gundams and the Spider-Man stuff. Like I think she's a better choice. Yeah. yeah. And, and you get that diversity in there too. Yeah, exactly. Um, you bring another female character into it. Yeah, and they should have, and I'm happy they did. All right. So, anything else on Into the Spider Verse we want to touch on before we wrap this up? I'm gonna watch it again tonight because of all I, of the new stuff you guys just picked out. Yeah, I think I am too. I, I'm definitely gonna watch this again this week. Now that it's on Netflix, yeah. and I can watch it. Like the only thing I that would stop me from watching it was just not owning it. Like I, I can watch this all the time. Oh yeah. So okay. So I took two pictures, uh-huh. um, to, to to make sure that I r- reminded myself to bring okay. stuff up. So he said it before, like this is like a different timeline because it's PDNY and mm-hmm. all this other like, different universe. So whenever they were in New York, the second time through this film, I started pausing at certain points to look in the background, especially at Times Square, mm-hmm. because I figured if there were little things that were different. Then I wanted to like see like how far they went with the you know like with you know like getting really into the, what, what 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 was in the background, mm-hmm. and there's a Shaun of the Dead poster in what? Times Square. 
There is a Shaun of That's the Dead awesome. poster in Times Square, but it does not say Shaun of the Dead. It says, did I, I took a picture of it, right? Yeah, I lost that picture. Is it like John of the Dead? It's some, it's got the two characters. It's the normal Shaun of the Dead, but it's like mm-hmm. Shaun of the, I forget what it says now. But is it like a sequel? That's cool, though. Maybe. No, it's not a sequel. It's, a it's it's the same movie, just a different title. But it's okay. still like four words. Yeah. I know there's like a Seth Rogen movie poster in there too. Oh, there is. He's on yeah. a bike. That's cool. And then they have an advertisement for the New York Red Sox. <laughs> oh, ew! The, you the would New pick York up on that. Re- Blake Blake Griffin is the name of the player. And it's the New York Red Sox. Okay. So, I mean, there is, and then there's a Starbucks symbol, but it says it's L something. It's, it's Spanish instead of being like, it's a Starbucks symbol, but instead of it, have it being, have it, have that like goddess thing in it. It's a guy wearing a beat up hat and it says L something, but there's there's so much in the background of this film. Yeah. The only vehicles in this movie that are actual vehicles in our timeline are uh, Fords and BMWs. It's another thing oh. I noticed on the street when they're when he's like going around swinging, like half the cars are BMWs. The other half I've are never just, picked up on that. The other half of the vehicles are just random looking vehicles that they just made for background, and yeah. Fords because the taxi cabs and the cop cars are Crown Vicks. So, oh. <laughs> like, there's I I, I want to watch this movie frame by frame and just pick up yeah. on everything because there's so much that I thought that I've seen so far that I just want to like make positive. See, I usually watch my movies every other five frames, so watching it frame by frame, I don't know if I could do that. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's choppy, but god damn it, that's how I like it. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, Devin, any other final thoughts? Love this movie. Just, it's okay. a good movie. All right. All right. That does it for this first entry into our Spider-Man week here on You Have to Watch This Podcast. Make sure to check back later this week when we talk about Spider-Man Far From Home. For You Have to Watch This Podcast, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And that's all, folks. Can you legally say that? Don't care. <laughs> I think you love me too.